What's up, dear listeners? Surprise! You downloaded an episode of the Reform Gamers. Hello and welcome. I'm just kidding. You're listening to the Backlog Breakdown. How's it going? What's up, guys? It's your show. I'm going to let you guys just kind of lead in to do the thing that you did. I just want to mess with some people. That was fantastic. No, I, I loved it. I loved it. You're the dulcimer tones of Mr. Logan I'm curious Sharp. to know how many people. That's what I do. That's what God gifted. The, the golden pipes. Dude, words are hard even on this podcast. <laughs> Man. Man. You, welcome to the talk pretty zone. The, t- the talk pretty zone. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. It's very pretty. I like what you guys have done with the place. The little flowers all over the place. It looks good. It looks good. But none of us can talk good. So mm. we well, so what smart. Do you what do you expect? Why talk, talk when you can just talk, talk? They see. They see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He gets it. He gets it, Josh. They, they will he see. He speaks my language. They will see as we break down the benefits of our mm. backlogs. There we go. And finances. I don't there know what go. I'm saying, but that's okay. I, I was rolling with so, it. I was digging it. If if anybody hasn't deduced this yet, we actually have TRG's very own Logan Sharp, the dear commander, leader. I don't know. You know, I don't. The, I don't. Emperor. The man deer, I don't know, deer man. Supre- the supreme overlord deer, whoa, you know, we're, we're not sure. Alpha deer? That sounds a little... Do they have alphas? I like alpha, I like alpha deer, that sounds cool, <laughs> I could roll with that. Not the supreme <laughs> overlord stuff, but that sounds a little too uh, leaning, leaning on like fascism kind of stuff, we, we don't want to go there. <laughs> no no deer, deer Vader for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I don't want to do that. I don't like. I don't like where I'm going with this. <laughs> All right. Oh my! Well, we we have asked Mr. Logan Sharp on here to talk about a very special game, a game that is dear to all of our hearts. Oh, I see what you did there. I didn't even try to do that. It just came out of my mouth. It was pretty cool. It was, just, uh, it was good. <laughs> oh, puns. But before we get uh. there, just because this is the backlog breakdown, and I would be remiss if we don't bring it up, um, Logan, you are a part of Backlog Golf. I just wanted to know how that's been going. I mean, you have been you have been posting. You have a whole stinking spreadsheet, <laughs> which is awesome. I, I do. I uh, do. But uh. since it is an endeavor that we have all kind of collectively undertaken – um, what what has been your thoughts so far? Has, has it affected the way that you play your games at all? Has it actually caused you to to think through your backlog at all? Ha, what what has been your experience in 2019 of backlog golf? You know, I was doing really good when we first started off. I think like by February, I was like at negative 10 or something because I was just getting platinum trophies left and right. <laughs> and uh and yeah, and now here we are in like, what is it, May? I, and my that score is, is back up to a zero. So I've bought <laughs> games, I've played games I shouldn't have. There's still games I need to put in the spreadsheet. And now I'm just going to go after Micah and try to get as many points as I possibly can. <laughs> so nice. it, it was helpful mm-hmm. for a while, but then mm-hmm. all these games started coming out. And I was like, oh man, it doesn't help that I do a podcast also. I want to get these oh, games yeah. into the show to do YouTube content. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go for the highest scores I possibly can, but in the other direction where you lose instead of winning. <laughs> the bit he's, he's going to be the biggest loser. Exactly. I will be the yes. biggest loser. Yes, that's it. 
But you know what, though, too, and and just to sort of point that out, like you know, the the thing is with with the TRG podcast, like whereas Josh and I are very like backlog oriented, you sort of are like covering the new hotness. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so have you have you played Days Gone? I can't remember if you brought it up in the last. Yeah, one. yeah, I played it so everybody else doesn't have to. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's not that does not sound good that's how i put it up there i played days gone so you guys don't have to your backlogs can wah, stay safe wah, wah. oh man well i heard that uh one of the things i did hear about days gone is that after a few patches it's sort of some of the problem stuff evened out do you think do you think you're gonna go back to it at all or no, and I talked about it on I think episode one forty one of why I quit. My issue with the game wasn't even the gameplay itself; it was mm-hmm. just how atrocious the writing was. And what I mean by that is, um, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but in case any of your listeners haven't heard it, you know, I language doesn't really bother me too much when I play games normally, but when it comes to taking God's name in vain almost every single line of dialogue i'm mm. like eh, I'm, I'm i'm done i don't i don't need to play this i'll just go back to playing yoshi's crafted world and, uh-huh. and barbie horse adventure you know the clean games <laughs> whoa whoa listen barbie i've heard she can get kind of racy mm, not in horse like, adventure she's horse, horse racing adventure. yeah it's the horse vacation r- one you got to watch out for uh, oh the 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 beach the the beach ball adventures i Mm -hmm. you know it's mainly ken though he's the one that's just going crazy on the beach you got to watch out for that of course blame it on the man logan blame it on the man i wouldn't blame it on him if it weren't true (laughs) (laughs) all right well we didn't actually um (laughs) i had See, this is, I told you, this is what was going to happen. Like, you were going to get on here, and I was going to get Logan mouth. I have that effect on people. You're welcome. It's a side, thank you. It's honestly a side effect from listening to TRG for too long. That's probably your problem. You just got to stop listening to TRG for like a month, and then you'll be okay. You'll, you'll talk, you'll sound like a Harvard professor. You stop listening. Can't stop, won't stop, buddy. Can't stop, won't stop. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, but. You know, I I wanted to say when you were talking about your score, though, it's like I remember in February. Yeah, I was like, I I was chasing your score, you and Lauren, and like you guys were like the top two, and now I'm sort of like solidly middle in the pack because I have made absolutely no progress on anything lately. But uh, you know, that's okay. Um, but we brought you on because um, the three of us. You know, and unfortunately, I mean, Adam's a great guy, but he didn't see what was so special about the game we're going to talk about tonight. Mm. Um, And it's not necessarily close, close. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll let you I'll let you talk. (laughs) Oh, that's that's I've had coffee. I'm, I'm all kinds of hyper. My bad. No, it's you see now you've rabbit trailed me, and <laughs> we, we must follow the rabbit trail. Mm, I like where we're going. But, I like this. So what I we're going to be talking about Hollow Knight, obviously. Mm. But you brought up Dead Cells, and uh, and actually at one point in time, I was sort of planning on going through. Like I beat Hollow Knight, and then I picked up Chasm, and then Dead Cells, and I just sort of wanted to to go through all three of them because they're all sort of iterations on a Metroidvania and modern interpretations of the Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Hollow Knight was the only one that I actually managed to finish. Um, Dead Cells and Chasm, I I intend to go back and sort of like pick them up and give them another crack, but uh, I just I needed to take a break. But yeah. Well, we're going to have to, to you know, rein this in a little bit because we can't have this be a three-hour podcast. I have so much to talk about with Dead Cells and Chasm, but we're going to have to push that aside and just talk about Hollow Knight tonight. I don't, I don't want to, Josh. Because I literally have not played either <laughs> of those games. You don't need to play Chasm. It's not very good. Uh, that's a shame. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of middling. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We will put it on. We, I will put a pin in it. <laughs> we'll do exactly as we for can. your sake. Well, hey, when you guys do a chasm episode, just let me know and I'll get on there. <laughs> we'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about how it's not very good. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe, oh. maybe that's what we need to do. Is that so far these episodes that we've done where we have gone over a single game, we've pretty much gushed about the game the entire time. Even when we did Zelda Two, which I know lots of people don't like. Um, I mean, we had almost nothing but praise for it. Um, and I would say some. Well, tempered... the three of you who played it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> I I was a bit of a bum. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, I didn't even get past the first temple. <laughs> so so that's what we need. Maybe not chasm. Maybe it'll be a different game. But the next time we we do our episodes that, that focus on a particular game, we should choose a game that we didn't enjoy. You mean Breath of the Wild? <laughs> Uh well Ew. that doesn't Uh-oh. fall into that category. <laughs> All right, we've All got right. our top ten I'm episode sorry. coming up sometime soon, so we'll talk about it more then. I think I think Logan is saying that when I do find when I do finally convince you to, or when I do finally take the the plunge and sort of finish Breath of the Wild and then complain about it. He wants to come on and argue with me. I think that's what all those noises indicated. Just delete your Twitter account, man. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> oh, you know, speaking of Twitter accounts real quick, uh, I set one up for the breakdown today because Logan told me I should. So true that true that. I mean, so the peer pressure you, guys, you into doing it. He did. He did. He's like, you really ought to do this. And I said, I said I don't I don't want to. And he's like, no, you you really ought to. And I said, okay. Like, I was uh, like, dude, look, you got all these other backlog podcasts on there. You guys can hang out with them. You guys can talk with them. I mean, you just basically get more friends by signing up for Twitter. Just do it. And then you did. And then I it's, got excited. Sure. And that's why all he's, of, all, that's why he's known as the Alpha Deer. The Alpha true, Deer. True yes. <laughs> the power of the Alpha Deer. Oh so. my gosh. Giving me a complex now. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. This is what we do. We give people complexes. <laughs> that's that's healthy. <laughs> so, um, I don't really have a like. I don't think there's an easy jumping off point. Uh, you know, because it has been a few months for all of us. <laughs> but, um, I guess like no, there. I guess there is an easy jumping off point. Like if you had to. And we're going to try and practice brevity here, Josh. Mm-hmm. I know it's something yep. that we're not good at. Nope. We are good at being bad at brevity. Yep. But if you had to sort of like in, in a couple sentences sum up everything that you love about Hollow Knight, what would that summation be? Uh, Logan, since you're a guest, give us sort of like your sort of 
bite-sized, you know, the best of Hollow Knight sort of bullet point presentation. Okay. Uh, I'll just give you two words. Gaming perfection. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and, and I know people probably are familiar with my flippy floppies and they understand (laughs) how I tend to flip flop my reviews and things like that a lot. But Hollow Knight is a game that I bought on PS4 and the switch and have played a large amount. I put a lot of, a lot of time in both and Mm -hmm. there's not a single thing about that game that I don't like. Mm. So, I mean, it's to me, it is a perfect game, which is crazy. I'm sure some people probably take some umbrage with that and that's fine, but I just, that's, that's my thing is I think it is a perfect game. It's got everything you want. It's got good music, good artwork, good controls, uh, great bosses. It's, it's got great everything. Um, yeah, you know, frankly, it's, you know, shortly after playing it, it, it has basically wormed its way into my top 10, probably my top five. There you um, go. And, and it's for all of those reasons. I mean, the, the music is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. do it. It's like, it's right up there with like sort of dead spaces, sound design as just far as like the little different, like cues that the enemies yeah. give you. Um, it, including in the boss fights there, you know, some of the boss fights have really interesting sound cues. Um, but just, and then just the atmosphere is like, I don't, I don't know. Like the, the, as far as the music goes, it just, it, the game sounds great. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's definitely, c- can you pick up the, the soundtrack is like, do they sell an OST That's things that I probably should have looked up? before i know it's on youtube because i will listen to it when i'm studying and it's very nice for that but i don't know if you can actually purchase it yeah i mean it's like that that soundtrack for me is up there with any of darren corb's stuff from supergiant um yep you can get it on steam for 9.99 it is on spotify it's also on bandcamp I'm sad. I just found it on iTunes. You can get two different albums. You can get the main game and then Gods and Nightmares for like 15 bucks for both of those. Ooh. I don't even know what that is. Just excuse me. I'm going to forsake my finances real quick. (laughs) One one minute here. And uh, let me just sign away my kidney. And. Well, can, okay. Oh. Can I actually? I'm gonna I'm gonna bust in here real quick and just say, and and I know I've said this in previous episodes as well, that Hollow Knight is one of the best values in gaming. Okay, just mm. because you brought up the price, ten dollars is what I paid on Switch. I mean, maybe it was a little, maybe it was a few. It was between ten and eleven dollars because it was a certain percentage off. I mean, when this game first released on Steam, it was super cheap. And uh, the amount of game that you get, not even talking about quality, but I mean, I think I put 15, 17 hours in my first playthrough, something like that. Um, yeah. And there's still so much more of the game that I that I haven't even gotten to. Um, so I, I just have to insert myself real quickly and say that, that seriously, this is an amazing value because there is a lot of game here. It doesn't seem like a 2D platformer, would um would have that much content and then if it would even be interesting for that long but this game is uh so anyways that's that's all i wanted to say it's good stuff man i agree well no and i think that that brings up an interesting point because that game sort of starts out and it 
the first couple hours feel a little like or I would almost describe them as narrow. Mm-hmm. And then like when the exploration really like after you get a few of the mechanics like the wall jump and uh the dash and you know, after mm-hmm. you unlock those like the the first like two or three traversal mechanics like the game sort of feels big but then you actually start seeing how big that game is and i think one of the things that i do love the most about it is just how every like every screen is just has that handcrafted feeling mm-hmm. that that sort of like it's all super tight like all the little secret passages you can find um just yeah i it is it's one of those games that the exploration is so satisfying yeah um that it that was probably it sort of took me back to like the first time i played like uh, breath of the wild you're the worst <laughs> But but like I was gonna say Metroid or Castlevania, um, now you've ruined it. But um, <laughs> and it's just like sort of even Logan when you mentioned like the controls, like one of the beauties of that game is especially when you start unlocking all of the different mechanics like the double jump and the wall jump and everything else. Like traversal in that game feels really good. Mm-hmm. It's like it, there's like a rhythm that just sort of like snaps, like you can sort of snap into. I just, I, yeah, the, there was something like, I think like there's an, it like a lot of times when you play a game like this, you'll get like almost like a, like an attempt to sort of capture nostalgia. Like they'll bank on nostalgia. Like I'm going to sort of like, listen, and if people like it, great, that's fine. They're allowed to like the things they like, and I'm not trying to like be down on it, but like, one of my big sort of like gripes with the Kingdom Hearts tr- series trilogy, whatever, however many games there are, because there's like a million of them. I think there's like but, sixteen, but I mean it's a trilogy, so wow, yeah, sorry, yeah, sixteen games makes a trilogy. Apparently, you know, somebody I mean, at Square they had Enix is good at math. Over forty-two days or whatever yeah, it was, so, right. yeah. that's I mean, how many games can there count. Are. <laughs> but. It's just like like one of the reasons like now granted those games are good and they play well and people seem to like the story as incoherent as it is to me and I like the first two like I'm not gonna like sort of say like oh I'm just too good for that I mean I I am but um you know I'm I'm sorry uh, that was rude I shouldn't be like that anyways point is. Like one of the things that I don't like about the Kingdom Hearts games is like the the sort of like the the grab at nostalgia. Like the big hook there is like we're gonna sort of drag you back through your childhood, and it's almost like uh, you know what the the Kingdom Hearts games remind me of? They remind me of the Michael Bay Transformer movies. I'm just gonna say. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, just a mess of all flash and no substance. Exactly. I mean, yes, like Michael Bay can order, you know, fighter jets, like people can order hot wings, you know, normal you people go. can order hot wings mm, and it looks cool. Jets. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> that was just like, you know, and, and again, that wasn't like a brief sort of summation of what I like, but it took everything that I liked as a kid in, in those types of games and then 
put a modern spin on it. Like the way that that game looks, instead of like doing the the two point five animation stuff mm-hmm. that the uh, the the Bloodstained game is gonna get. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's that that hand drawn animation. It's just like man, like I love that attention to detail and that sort of just every every little thing in there counts and means something. And yeah, that that to me is. But Josh, what like if you could sum it up, give me your summation. Okay, so I was I was thinking long and hard about this because I was thinking of a title for the podcast, and I was thinking the the most clickbaity thing possible um i would sum up this game as the dark souls of metroidvanias Mm, Mm. that's good i like that (laughs) um yeah i mean well you summed it up some of the biggest things that stick out to me in my recent memory um are like you said the music but moreover just the entire atmosphere of the game um because every area feels different, you know, even yeah. though it's still, it's still a 2d platformer, you know, like what, what, uh, how, how different can it be? Well, it, it the areas really feel with between the music and the sound. I mean, oh my gosh, when you first delve into uh what is it? Deep nest. Is that what it's yeah. called? I the was creepy place where it's all dark and spiders and oh, stuff. And the, I was legitimately spiked out. Yes. Yeah. The centipede same. things come by. Oh, oh my gosh. I noped so hard out of that zone when I first <laughs> found my way in there. I'm like, yes! no, nope, there's spiders in here. It's dark. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm so out. Because I, like, I yeah. don't know if it's the same for you guys, but when I first got down there, um, I like had been playing for a little while, so I had already collected a bunch of, uh, I, I don't remember what the currency is called off the top of my head. Um, so I was, you know, I had like a, a nice little money bag with me. And then I got down to, you know, only like one or two hits left. And it was so, uh, like, I was clenching. I'll say it that way. I was clenching as I was, <laughs> as I was trying to get out of that place. My fists. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, so, easy now, Anyways, um, no, but this game really does have at me. You know, you've, you talked about the music. The music, I think, is a high point. And I didn't... Well, I knew when I was playing it that it had really good music, but even just um, as we were talking about recording this episode and going back, I pulled up some videos on YouTube, and immediately once the music started playing, it took me back to the game. You know, and I think great games do that. There, there are lots of different games you start playing. Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. You, you play certain tracks. And it just takes you back to where you were when you were playing the game. And um, this music does that as well. The music is more subtle for the most part in this game. Um, there are some some really cool like pulse pounding tracks, um, but nothing nothing like you know crazy EDM or anything like that. I mean, it's 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 a pretty um, orchestral soundtrack. Uh, so it, it, it's it's more subtle than anything, but but it is really good. Um, I, I think also another thing that sticks out to me about this game is the, um, yes, it's a difficult game, but the way that it teaches you how to play is superb. I mean, it's yep. like the classic games of old where you don't have tutorials necessarily. I mean, it'll teach you how to do certain things. Don't get me wrong. Um, but for the most part, it teaches you to get to new areas by 
teasing you with those areas and giving you new abilities and then uh, implicitly telling you to use those new ability abilities all throughout the world and see what you can find so yeah. that you have to have a certain skill level. You have to notice certain things in order to get to new areas that are more difficult. So you gradually become better at the game as the game increases in difficulty, which is a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to do from a, from a development standpoint. Um, and I think this game does it really well. And that's why I think the comparison to even the Metroid games is so spot on because Metroid was the exact same way. Like mm-hmm. you would come across areas where maybe you shoot at the ground or something and you, and the ground gives away, but it shows this kind of metal block, but it has an emblem on it and you know, okay, well I need to come back here later because I'm going to get something that's going to let me get there. But in this game, it, it kind of does that in more subtle ways of where maybe you can't make that certain jump. It's a little too far. So you know you're going to get something that's going to let you go even further. Maybe it's the dash or maybe it's the double jump or something. Um, but even just little things like that. And it's and it's cool because it rewards you for exploring. Mm-hmm. Like the, it, it, the game pushes you to explore. Like, hey, check out this world. Go go a little bit further. Maybe hit that wall and, and see what happens. Or maybe uh, try swinging your nail down on these spikes and see if you can use that to pogo over. You know, those the neat little gameplay tricks like that make this game something on a level of its own in in a few different ways. Mm -hmm. And I really love that aspect of the game. Definitely. I think it's like you said, Nate, it feels like there's so much attention to detail in, in that the creators had when they put this game together. Anyway, so what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, did, did either one of you ever come like back to an area that you had really struggled with? Like there were a few spots that I think of, particularly towards the beginning where it's like, you know, Logan, you talked about the pogoing using the nail Mm -hmm. and -hmm. like you can pogo off some of the spikes. And I remember there's a series of platforms that you can basically pogo off the spikes onto a platform and you get one of the little piles of money or or like a, I know the exact room that you're talking about because that's the one that gave me the hardest time for like just for so long because I was trying to figure it out. And then as soon as you get the double jump and the dash, you're like, no, I didn't even need <laughs> to. But like, it's like you can do that room. You can do that room in your sleep because it's like you pogo once, double double jump, dash, and you're yep. on the pile. And it's like, but that's like an instance, too, of the game sort of like like that little pile of treasure is there and saying, hey, you want this? It's what, like you can do it the hard way. And um do you guys like there's there's another one an, an area that it's the it's there's a big empty like it's sort of a big very tall room and you basically fall down it and there's some platforms but the, it's mostly spiky it's on your way down to the the uh the the like towards the bottom of the map mm-hmm. and if you don't have the double jump it's like it's almost impossible it's not impossible but it's very difficult to get back up. And it's, I'm trying to think the, the name of the map. You know what? I have that stupid map on my phone that um, I'm just going to, I got you. I got I, you boy. Is it the palace grounds? It's that area sort of around the palace grounds. Yes. And there's that, there's a, there's a room that's like, it's one of the longest rooms. It's like an elevator shaft that you basically fall down. And, um, but there's like some platforming and spikes I was so disgusted with that area and couldn't leave that I forced myself 
to wall jump all the way out. Like, Are you which, serious? <laughs> it was not fun. I did not have a good time, but I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time dying in that room because I did not want to be there. <laughs> but did you make it out? That's what I want to know. Yes. Are you? What? <laughs> and, and then when I went back through and I finally got the double jump, I was like, this is so stupid. oh man that's wow that's some dedication right there i would have never have tried that because that that's a really it's a really big like drop yeah and and to get back up is like there's a lot of like little platforms but there's these very tiny like narrow margins of error where I was like, like timing like my wall jumps just right to not jump into spikes and crap, and you just after a while you're like, I don't care, I can't do this anymore. Like I just, <laughs> I can't be down here anymore. I need to go somewhere else. Oh, it was the worst. I, I don't ever want to do it again. So next time I know just to go through and get the double jump, and then I can leave whenever I want. <laughs> yep. So so speaking of frustrating areas in the game, how far did you guys get in the Coliseum? Beat it. Oh, man. You did what? All, the whole th- thing? There are three levels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Three yeah. levels. And you went through all of them. Yep, because you need uh, the last, I'm pretty sure the last one gives you, it's either the last piece, of, like the, the upgrade for the sword, or it's like a mask shard. Okay. And I wanted, and I wanted it. So I, I spent a few hours in the Coliseum. Okay. Um. And I will probably wow. do it again on my second playthrough. <laughs> wow. So how, was, how about you, Logan? How far did you get? Not anywhere near as far as Nate did. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I got past the first, like, I guess the sign thing that they have set up in there. I got past the first level of that, tried Sweet. doing the second one, got to the final boss, and that boss just w- dirty worked me all over uh. the Coliseum. And I was like, I, I'm done. I, I, I give up. <laughs> you win, game. Yeah, yeah. I I got through the second. I mean, the first the first level. I think it was it was either my first or second try. I made it through, and I was like, "Oh man, that was kind of hard." Let's try this next one, and it totally kicked my butt. And so I I planted myself there for a little while. It probably took at least five or six tries, uh, and and it was pretty like it was it was harrowing being able to to finally beat that second part of the Coliseum. Then there was the third part, and I was like, not even going to try. I'm done. So I literally have, have not even gone back since. It's it's all about equipping the right charms. Like, I'll, okay. I'll be honest. Like, I brute forced my way through a lot of fights just because I was like, I'm tired of learning how to fight these bosses. <laughs> and... <laughs> I I just I found like there's there's a charm that you can get that will when you get the shadow dash it'll actually weaponize your shadow dash mm-hmm. and so I just equipped that charm and like my boss fights would last like probably four times longer than they should have <laughs> but I would just be like nope dash through you nope dash through you <laughs> I was like you're a jerk and I'm just gonna dash through you like I'll I'll hit you a couple times dash through you like and um. That that is like sorry. I'm going to take this little rabbit trail. I, I apologize in advance. That is like how I used to play Street Fighter Two on Super Nintendo, where you just choose Dalsim 
and you do the downward yep. kick and he just slides yep. around <laughs> and it's the dumbest thing in the world but i finally beat m bison like that so yoga kick <laughs> you know oh my god yoga <laughs> yoga yoga flame um but tiger tiger that does i do have to say though um getting back to hollow knight is i think that's another great thing about the game is that yes the game is difficult um even though it was kind of you know the gratuitous of me to describe the game as as a dark souls game um it does take the same it has the same um kind of difficulty as like old nes games or the dark souls series where Mm. it's difficult but if you know what you're doing uh you can beat it and when you die it is your fault um that said it does this really cool thing where because of the charms that you can collect throughout the game and equip you actually have some say in how you want to play the game you're not just locked into certain um well i mean for instance you're talking about dashing through bosses and taking the cheap route out um you can choose to play that way uh one thing i did find is that early well actually through most of the game my play style um i tended to rely on regenerating my health um mm. whenever it got difficult and and i love the interplay that like the the risk reward of being able to attack the enemy and and get some of your um you know basically your magic power back so that you can re so that you can um get more health but Later on in the game, the bosses attack so quickly that you almost don't have time to regenerate any health. And so um, that mm-hmm. kind of backfires if that's kind of what you're relying on. I'm not that good at video games. Sorry, guys. Um, but <laughs> th- the fact that you can have these different charms and make these different builds, I think, speaks to how well balanced the game is as well. Now, you said, again, you, you described it as kind of being the cheap route. Um, dashing through enemies um but for the most part i think it's it's balanced in such a way that you kind of determine your play style and then uh the challenge comes depending on your strengths and weaknesses yeah no i i think the charm system is uh it yes it does allow for uh, a lot of custom ability customization uh, customizability. I don't know what I was going to say. Customizability. Customiz- <laughs> the the thing it lets you do the things with the things. Customatality. <laughs> Customatality. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, uh, that's legit. <laughs> but like, I think for me, like, you know, I I do think it is. There's a, a an apt point to be made, though in comparing it to Dark Souls, um, especially because it does borrow that mechanic. Yeah, quite. Where you die, and where you die, you go back and you fight your shade to reclaim your your money and Mm -hmm. your... And it actually, I sort of even like the mechanic. I remember I played through probably that game for an hour at one point in time where, like your magic or your will or whatever they call that little... what what, What do they call it? The white the soul, yes, soul, go. yeah, yes. The, the but the soul, you know, 
Like you can crack that orb and you basically sort of like cripple yourself mm-hmm. if you don't go back and get your your shade. And I probably played like the first hour of that game after I died and I was like, huh, that orb's broken. Is that going to be like that for the rest of the game? Oh, wow. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good thing to have. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things, though, too, where the game doesn't tell you. And because you, you know, very early on the game, in the game, too, like you, you're just sort of exploring and jumping around. And it's like, and then I ran into the shade and I was like, what is this thing? And so I killed it. And I was like, Oh, I get my stuff back. I was like, huh. And then it was like, all of a sudden, like, all the the Bloodborne and the Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, no. Yes, now this makes sense. (laughs) And I was like, man, I feel dumb. You know, it's it's like, I had, this game had those moments for me a lot where I was like, man, I I feel dumb. But uh, for me, like, my my typical play style is like I like to play glass cannons. I like to hit hard. Okay. I like to be fragile, and I like to be dodgy. It's one of the reasons I love Bloodborne the way that I do, because I feel like that game is at its best when you are a dodgy, super damn like you know you can take like three hits and you die, or you're gonna kill that thing in like two hits, <laughs> and um like it's a very high risk high reward for me, but. Yeah, no, there there was a point um I was big on like sort of using the sword text and stuff like that. Um I think that you know, just the different abilities. Yeah, th- there's so much there that I really did uh the charms. I think uh did did but bo- did both of you guys get the one that like puts off the stink aura? Oh yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you guys see all like the weird combinations you can get with that? Uh, no, I actually didn't know that a lot of those variants even existed until I watched a uh, boss ranking video today and the guy was using all different sorts of charms I'd never even seen. And I didn't even know, because you mentioned the shade dash thing earlier that like weaponizes your dash. I didn't even know that was in the game until I watched this video and I'm like, this game has so much to it that I, I spent like. 30 hours on it and i still (laughs) didn't even see half of it if it feels like yeah i mean that definitely something to be said like dude like yeah i probably dumped like 20 30 hours into it and i felt like i just was scratching the surface Mm -hmm. um so it's yeah no that was uh the stink the stinky one always made me laugh and i i didn't really know how to use it but there were a couple there were a couple different combinations i stumbled on and then it sort of was a constant rotation up until the point where it just it was no longer viable. But yeah, I intentionally tried to stay away from guides when I was playing the game. Um, mm-hmm. I I have the, I I really want to go back and finish up a lot of this game. So we we talked just slightly before the podcast. We all kind of hit around like the seventy percent ish right of the mm-hmm. game when we finished it mm-hmm. is that right yeah no. so, yeah somewhere yeah. in that yeah and both of you guys have gone back or at least played a little bit more after that right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i, I went to the coliseum because i didn't do, i didn't go there before but i hadn't okay really moved beyond that gotcha so i um i have not even touched it since i finished it we we talked on the podcast before how i got a little bit addicted to the game so once i beat it i was like okay now i can put it down and I'm not going to touch it for a little while. 
I fully intend to go back because there is a lot more of the game to it. Um, but I did intentionally kind of stay away from a lot of guides. Um, so there's a lot like I've seen in videos, um, the area with the bees, uh, there's like a honeycomb area. I have never actually been there. Um, so I know there's a lot in the game that I, that I haven't gotten. I know there's a lot of, uh, charms. I mean, even, even the, the list that you get, you know, I'm, I was probably like two thirds of it, right? Something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so I know there's a lot that I haven't gotten there either. I'm sure, uh, there's lots of combinations that kind of, uh, that will help each other out. And, and so mine will probably seem kind of random in retrospect, um, and that little side note, I guess, Logan, you had said that, that this is a perfect game. The one gripe that I think I have, um, and maybe this is like your hookshot, your hookshot uh, uh, gripe, is that I wish the map was not a uh, charm. I wish it did not cost you to have a map in this game because I am crippled without that map. Oh, you mean to to like the, oh the see pin. yourself in the map? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. On there. To, yeah. to see where yeah, that, you are. That's a hookshot gripe. I'm familiar with Nate's hookshot gripe. <laughs> that's a hookshot gripe. <laughs> Sh- hookshot. Hookshot makes everything better. It would have mm. been a good game. No. There's no hookshot no. in this game. No, there's no hookshot. <laughs> you gotta get over it, Nate. You gotta get over it, man. I will not. There's no hookshot in this adventure game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but I can wall jump and double jump. Link can't do that. That's true. He can just climb. Uh, you say he can just climb it. He doesn't need to. <laughs> true. True. Unless it's raining, but you get the idea. Yeah, That's it true. gets wet. That's true. And he's like, I just can't, I can't hold on to this rock wall anymore. It's like, I forgot how to climb all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, I can't stand still and wait for it to stop raining because I keep draining my stamina meter, which is actually sort of realistic. Like, you know. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> so he would be That's... completely useless in the one uh, in the one palace area where it is just uh, constantly raining in Hollow Knight. Yes, he'd be worthless, but that's okay. Uh, that would be a strange crossover, man. Can you imagine Hollow Knight and Smash? I'd take it. I'd take it. That would be pretty. I'd play as that actually. character all the time. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't even care if he was good. That's. You know, I just, just because I could, yeah. I could totally I, see him being, uh, like a quick, dodgy, not very strong character. And I'm like, you can replenish, li- oh man, oh man, sorry, the, the, this is probably a rabbit hole that we should not go too far down, because, because I'm liking it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, they haven't revealed the other characters yet. That's true. We don't know. That's we true. Don't know. That would be pretty dope, actually. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, it for, would kind of make sense too. Oh, that would be so. Dope. And then he could have the what the the um, echo character would be. Um, what's her name? Oh, Hornet. Hornet. There you go. The echo yeah. fighter would be Hornet. It'll come out with the newer. What's the next? The the sequel that was supposed Silk to be Song. DLC. Silk. There you go. Oh. When Silk Song <gasps> comes out, here, guys, guys, we did it. We cracked the code. Okay. In That's six it. months, We're profits. We figured it out. When you come back, we'll we'll just say we'll told you so. Hollow Knight and Smash confirmed. You're welcome. 2019. Um, oh my yep. goodness! I I I'm not even kidding. I would probably just <laughs> like there are not many things that would move me to tears 
that would come <laughs> real close. There would be just just my my wife would probably have to take videos of just me as a grown man standing in the middle of my living room just sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> oh, it's a smash! So sorry. <laughs> That would be amazing. Tell her to post that in the group if you do. Yes, yes. We need to get Megan to record that when it happens. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I've got a question for you guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, out of, there's a lot of bosses in this game. A lot of really unique things that you take on that you fight that you persevere against. But what I want to know is, which boss is your favorite? And then which boss is the one that gave you the most trouble? And those might be the same thing, but mm. I'm just curious. Which boss was your favorite, and then which one would give you the, the hardest time? Hmm. I have to think about this for a minute. Uh, well, I can tell you which one I hated the most. I'm going to look up his name. Uh, but it was the boss that was the series of suits. Like, the bugs would come down from the ceiling or whatever and fill up the suits, and you would fight more. and Like, it would keep spawning, like, the suits of armor. Okay. Do you guys that there was no redeeming quality to that fight for me. It was just <laughs> annoying. I just didn't like it. Um, Were those the Watcher Knights, like the round ones? Yeah, I think they. I'm um, I'm looking it up here. Come on, uh, Hollow Knight, Hornet, Manus Lord. I, I'm pretty sure that they were the Watcher Knights. Yes. Because they would keep but, rolling around and jumping and stuff, right? And you'd fight like three or four at a time. Yeah. And like yeah. you'd knock one down and they're like, I think like five or six total spawn in the fight. I just, oh, I was, I thought I, it was miserable. I hated it. Um, Did you find the chandelier that you could drop on one of them and it cuts one of them out of the fight so you don't have to fight one? Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, like, yeah, you, you, that, I did that. But it's still you. You end up fighting like a few of them, and yeah. I think as far as I go, my favorite. I have a couple fights that I really liked. One of the ones that I really liked was, uh, and I guess like you, you mentioned the hive earlier, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really annoying, but I actually really like the hive night fight. Uh, I thought that one was pretty good. Um, and I, I liked all the sword master and the, like the sword master fights. I thought all of those were kind of fun. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but let's see the dung defender. I'm I'm looking through the list mm-hmm. here. I did not like the dung defender. The collector <laughs> was, well, the dung defender. Okay. Like the dung defender. Sorry. You get, it's you just get a funny name. Bitch. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, and like he throws poop at you, which is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then then your prize is you get the stinky badge that makes you smell bad, and it tells you like it says in the badge description you smell bad. Like I, I can't remember what it's like. You have a, a a rather strong odor now, or something like that. But um, the collector fight was was hard and a pain in the butt, but I remember really enjoying it once it was done. Um, like, I, I, yeah, the mantis lords. You know what? The the mantis lords and the, or the. This was another fight. The most satisfying fight when I was finally done 
not so you like you fight the lesser mantis mantis lords that that fight was pretty dope like i liked that one a lot but when you fight their brother who's turned over to the corruption did you guys fight him i think he's an Mm -hmm. optional boss um Uh, i don't think so i do not believe him he his fight it's like he's much larger than all all three of the other ones so like you find him he's sort of off and sort of a uh, yeah he's an optional boss but that fight was simultaneously the most frustrating fight for me uh, until i figure out the sequencing sort of like you know got good you know to to, to borrow the borrow the the parlance but uh yeah no that fight the mantis lord like i it wasn't like the hardest one for me but there was just like like i said the the watcher knights were just awful and i hated them but uh the mantis lord that fight was pretty pretty sick yeah yeah i agree i was gonna say the the mantis lords were really cool like those those stick out to me i, I they didn't give me very much trouble um, mm-hmm. but it sticks out to me as just a really cool fight. Um, the only other one that I can think of that, that really, uh, I don't know. Again, it wasn't, it wasn't the most difficult. It definitely took me a handful of tries. Um, but it felt so good when I finally overcame was, uh, the soul master. Do you remember him? Yeah. That yeah. dude was baller. It's kind of like a, almost like a Dracula type bug kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he reminded me of. He constantly just kind of like shot stuff at you and and dove into the ground, and so you had to really. I mean, it's basically what you had to do with a lot of the bosses, but you really had to pay attention to what he was doing. And after he kind of did his attack, then you'd have a chance to go in there and attack him. And uh, it just it definitely kept me on my toes the entire fight. It was one where there was just enough time to replenish life in between some attacks. So you had to be really careful as to when to do it, because obviously if you weren't able to fully replenish, then you've just wasted your soul and you've gotten hit again. So it's like you're even worse off. Um, but that, that I remember that one being really cool as well. Uh, so the, those mm-hmm. two stick out to me uh, the most. Again, this is months down the road from, you know, when I, when I played the game. How about you? Uh, I definitely, it's a toss up for me. It's a toss up between the Mantis Lords. Cause that is a really cool fight. <laughs> nice. How you go from fighting one, then you go to fighting two. And then it's just, I don't know. There, there's something about that fight where it, at least in the game, it's kind of like, you feel like you become a man a little bit after you beat them. <laughs> one of those moments. Well, because uh, they, they, like, they kind of acquiesce. They're like, you are worthy. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody else in the whole entire kingdom is like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're you're cool, this man. Guy. You're yeah, cool. respect. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All the mantises are like, not messing with you, bro. Exactly. I was like, yeah. that's right, fools. That's right. <laughs> if, only, if only their brother got that memo, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's called the traitor lord. Um, okay. Oh, but yeah. I I haven't fought him, but I've heard some horror stories about that dude. It was. I. It, it's just a. It's a pain. In in the tukus, I almost said a bad word. <laughs> like just just thinking about it, I was just like, oh. But no, it's a it's a really satisfying fight when you finish it. But it, it was not fun. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. 
I can see that. The, like biggest um, joke fight though, I think we need to is when you you fight Zote the Mighty. Yes. Oh yeah. I don't think I ever great. fought him. You can you fight, fight him. You fight him in the Coliseum. He's the last fight in the first one. Oh, that's why. Okay. Did I fight? I don't remember fighting him, but I got. You said it's in the first one. Hmm. That must have been a pretty forgettable it's, fight. Though. Like <laughs> it's it's absolutely forgettable. The only reason it's it's like worth remembering is because it's such a joke. Yeah. So yeah. you literally just hit him once and he goes down. Is that it? It, I, it's he doesn't twice, do anything right yeah it's like he he barely even attacks he has like no range uh, but he he waxes poetic before you fight him right he's you know he's like yeah. all blustering like oh my you know you're my enemy this will be a good fight blah 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 and then you, it's super easy especially compared to everything that you just fought in order to get to him Oh, I could be to... I could be remembering wrong, but well, and you you encounter him several times. Like the, I think the thing that's funny is like you go like you'll run into him and you can save him yeah. over and over and over again, and then he ends up in the Colosseum. He's just uh, he's he's kind of the worst. Fair so. enough. Not so this is his his, his his attacks jump. Zote will cartwheel into the air and bounce off any walls. He does this to travel around the arena and will land ungracefully on his chin. Flail. <laughs> Zote will hold out his nail ahead of him and run at the night, waving it up and down. A lot of momentum is built up in this attack, and he will horribly overshoot the knight if he misses the attack. If he does land a hit with the attack, he will simply ricochet off with a loud thunk, and if he collides with a wall, he stumbles and falls. He always <laughs> ends this attack off with a trip and a fall. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's quite it. Okay. That's my boy Zoat. Taught him everything I know. <laughs> Switch the bouncing off the walls bit, right? <laughs> I just, so I don't know if you know say- this about me. I do, I constantly just somersault everywhere. That's what Fair I do. Enough, I mean, man. ever since I saw Power Rangers, I was like, that is how you enter the ring. You just somersault into the arena. But he fights oh, like Screech. Work. He does like the thing where he puts his arm through the other arm and then covers his face and flails. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Were there um, any other um, boss battles that you remember, uh, Logan, that stuck out uh, to you? I mean, the Watcher Knight was definitely a pain in the rear. Um, that made me want to break my PlayStation controller in half. <laughs> the The other one that gave me a lot of trouble was the Brooding Moloch. It was kind of like mm-hmm. this, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like a little pottery vase nightlight thing that pukes mm-hmm. orange goo at you. And I remember having the hardest time with that boss until, and this just this goes back to how brilliant this game is. There's, and it kind of reminds me of Mega Man a little bit, where if you pay attention to how the enemies move and w- what they do, you can find little openings. The trick to beating that guy is just dashing over him when he kind of pauses to attack, and then you just get a few hits in, and you just rinse, repeat, and then he becomes super easy. But definitely the Watcher Knights was a pain. Soul Master, though, was really cool, especially how he kind of does this... I won't ruin it for anybody that hasn't played the game yet. There's just a cool thing he does where you think the fight's over, but it's not, and then it just it goes ballistic. It, mm. oh, it's so good. It's so good. Plus, he looks cool. So 
Yeah, I, I do also, I didn't mention it earlier, forgive me, but um, the other one, probably the one that gave me the most uh, trouble actually was the, is it like the second or third time that you fight her? But when, it's like right before kind of the end of the game, you fight, um, geez, I forgot Hornet. her name again. Hornet, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the other times, she didn't give me much trouble, but that last time, um, it, it took me a handful of times in order for me to actually finish her off. Well, it's funny because my wife's been playing Hollow Knight mm-hmm. and she just beat Hornet for the first time mm-hmm. and her her victory screeches were triumphant, <laughs> yes. loud, yes. and profuse today. She's like, I beat her! I beat her! I beat her! She's like dancing around with her fists raised above her head. It was, that is awesome. That was just was, today? That was today. How yeah. serendipitous. Um, Logan, it, I had cut, I cut you off earlier. It sounded like you had like another question for us. So I, I mean, I, I guess I could ask this question because we've talked about how hard this game is. But mm-hmm. the thing is, whereas this game I think is different than Dark Souls and Bloodborne, is that the difficulty it, it, it and I we'll see. I want to know what you guys think about this. I don't think the difficulty is one that's gonna like make you want to rage quit the game so much like that you're going to fight difficult bosses but do you guys think that the difficulty in this game is overwhelming kind of like how dark souls can be or do you think it's kind of the right level of difficulty similar to classic mega man snes era games so i I, I would say i would say kind of Mm -hmm. along the lines of what i had mentioned earlier is that because it gives you the ability to change out your charms so that you can actually use different strategies. Um, I I don't think it's it's too like I don't think it's over the top. Again, this comes from someone who has only completed seventy something percent of the game. I have not. Huh, I'm never gonna try. Uh, what is it? Steel Soul mode? Yeah, no. Get that out of here. Like I'm no. That's mm. not my. That's not mm. my gig. Um, is that so, the mode where like if you die, like you die in the gone. game, it just erases yep. your save file? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, forget that business. Yeah, not there not even. is no. There is a bit of a workaround, and maybe it's kind of cheating. But if you're gonna die, save exit. Like pause, save and exit. It'll spawn uh, you back at your bench. But okay. some people okay. would say that you're sort of cheating. Cheesy. I'm throwing up air quotes yeah. there. But no, yeah, say, I mean that is cheating. Of, uh, for those of us that have played Fire Emblem or XCOM, we call that save scumming. <laughs> it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there is, uh, you know, I mean, I got the platinum for Diablo 3 and part of it is like getting a level 70 hardcore character or whatever the, the, the I think it's level 70, whatever the level it, cap 70, is. Yeah. And I did that and then I stopped playing the game. And so there's a part of me that is, intrigued with the steel soul mode mm-hmm. and there's another part where i'm like yeah i don't know if i hate myself that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, so, so i think there's ways to scale the difficulty if that makes sense and now as a fan yeah. of the dark souls series i would say dark souls has that to a certain extent as well in that you can actually level up and mm-hmm. uh, and obviously you can change equipment and things like that um, to where it can affect your stats as well. Like you have some control 
depending on the strategy that you need in order to take down the bosses. Um, so I, I think that is somewhat present in Hollow Knight as well. I, I think you do have to be a you do have to be good at 2D platformers in order to completely finish the game. Like it's not an easy game. It's not going to let you just walk by, but if you learn how to yeah. maneuver and you learn strategies with the different charms and things like that. Like if you define your play style and try and and do that then then no, it's not insurmountable. Yeah. No, like yeah, answering that question um I would say like, you know, looking at like the classic Mega Man's like those are among some of the hardest games I've ever played, uh, flat out. Like I think as a child I beat Mega Man two, and that's pretty wow. much because it was the only game I played for two years solid. <laughs> um, y- you know, but it's like now if you ask me to do that, I'm like no, like no thanks. But I think that there's an approachability up to Hollow Knight that mm. um, can't be understated, but the the sort of the beauty of the game is yes it de- it demands a lot and josh you know i think in, in sort of talking about like the way that you can sort of customize your gameplay through the charms like yes it does sort of provide options but like it doesn't matter any which way you cut it even when i was brute forcing like you know i'm using that like when i was trying to like brute force my way through these bosses mm-hmm. like that still required a lot of finesse yeah it was just a much more different type of finesse uh, than maybe other people would use, you, you know? And it was like, yeah. you know, cause I had the time those, those dodges don't make you invincible and you have to wait for it to recharge and, and all that goofy stuff. And it's like, man, like, you know, just even thinking about that, like, yeah, it's, it, it is a very demanding game, but whereas like, you know, again, sort of referring back to dark souls, like you can level up, to the point in Dark Souls where you and you can level up in such a way too that you can sort of like do some min max and take advantage of the systems, which is half the fun of the game, by the way. But <laughs> like Dark Souls, you know, that's where like I think the comparison sort of drops off because Hollow Knight, you know, you can only get, you know, 10 masks or whatever it is. You can only get so many of the shells. You can only get so like there's only so much quote unquote leveling up you can do. And even though there are ways to sort of like one of my favorite combinations for, for charms for just like just exploring was uh, the one that turned all your masks into the blue blood things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave you the extra you get, ones that are blue. Yeah, yeah. And it would turn all of them blue and you get a whole bunch of extras and you pair that with hive blood. And yeah, it's kind of cheap, and I liked it. Don't judge, <laughs> don't don't judge me. Um, but just for like running around the levels and just sort of figuring stuff out, like it just made it it made you a lot tankier, a lot harder to kill. And um, you know, but then you're sacrificing damage and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I I would say like. I think like the thing and sort of even going back to sort of where we started when we were talking about this, one of the things it takes all the lessons that we've sort of learned in game design from the beginning. And it says like, okay. And like, these are all the things that we've learned since then. And we're going to sort of like 
channel this thing that at its heart is sort of it's like that Mega Man, Castlevania, Metroid experience. But then we're going to say like, and these are the ways that you can sort of implement the new and shiny in ways that don't compromise the vision. Does that, yeah, like make? Yeah, that makes total sense. I dig it. So, yeah, it amazes me that a game this detailed was done by an indie team of you two know. people, right? Was it just two yes. people? Was it two? <sighs> That's I'm insane. pretty sure. Like again, I will be googling things. <laughs> Yeah, and and that this is their first game. That yeah. just it, that blows my mind. It blows my mind because it's it's such a uh, yeah. There, well, you said it kind of at the outset, Nate. Is that there's so much detail put into this game that I mean, you can tell as you play. It makes all the difference. Um, so it, it yeah yeah along with the fact that it's an amazing value, like the fact that it was made by just a couple of guys. Three He's guys. Insane. Three three dudes. Oh, That's... three, wow. <sighs> team Cherry is an indie games team comprised of three people based in South Australia. It's from the Aussies. Yeah. I, I will never do that accent again. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, awesome. man. All right. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts? Go play it. Like, stop, stop listening to the podcast. Go play the game. And if you hate it, send all your hate mail to Nate at, I don't know what his email is, but <laughs> I'll find it and tweet it out and you can, you can send it to him. Oh my. Yeah. But no, my, my legit final thoughts is like, if you're going to play this game, um, take it slow. You know, don't, mm-hmm. yeah. don't just rush into it and expect to be amazing at it just because yeah. of whatever delusional thought you might have. And I don't mean delusional mean way. I'm just go at it slow. Take your time with it get hit, get hit a couple times, get knocked down several times, get back up and go back after it. Cause that's, that's the best part of the game is learning from your mistakes. Just don't look at mm. failure as a bad thing. Look at it as, as a good thing. Cause that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to get better at the game and just go at it that way. And you'll have a great time with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I haven't beaten Celeste yet, but I, you know, I listened to you when you were, uh, the episode where you talked about beating it and really enjoying the game. And so you mentioned something that and I'll, I'll get to it. I'm just a slacker. I'm slow. And Hey man, take your time. It ain't a race. <laughs> well, it is. Enjoy, enjoy I've only that got cheesecake of a game. I've only got till 2019 to get my score, you know, to oh, where I enough. can. Um, anyways, anyways. Um, but you said something in Celeste where they basically say like, listen, like, Yes, you die this many times, but like, you know, you sort of kept going and you like the, sort of embracing that that philosophy. So like, you know, like, yes, do not look at these 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 failures here as sort of the end. Rather, you learn from them and keep going. And yeah. um, you get and, little messages like that. And uh, every time you die, it brings one of those messages up. It's so cool. I love it. And it's but yeah and and in a lot of ways Hollow Knight is doing something very similar. It's not like giving you that voice of encouragement, you know, so to speak, but it really is just like it gives you the opportunity to sort of learn from your mistakes, which is something I appreciate about the game immensely. Yeah. Josh. I, I mean, I I don't know that I have any any final thoughts, but one thing that that hits me 
kind of just as we're talking about this, I am glad that that we have taken a couple months, at least personally, that I've taken a couple months off since I've played the game. Um, because with a lot of games, you get really hyped on them. And uh, th- I'm not singling anyone out here, so this is ju- this is a general observation. This is not a call out. Um, but a lot of games, when you when you first play them, they're they're kind of the the best thing in the world, and you're like, this game is amazing. But then you give it some time, and it wears off a little bit, you know, and it's not quite as as good as as you thought it was. Um, the- now, hold, hold up a minute. This sounds a little yes. too a little too close to home here. <laughs> Not calling like anyone out. He's got some conviction. No. no. I feel like someone's um, pointing at my flip-flops and, and being like, what are those? Chunkless. Um, I I just finished up... <laughs> I just finished up um, uh, uh, Octopath Traveler, okay? And so I feel like I'm kind of on this high of that game as well, too. Um, so what I'm... I, I am just making a general statement here. I'm glad that I've had the time away from this game that I can look back on it and I still like it as much as I did when I was playing it, if that makes sense. Um, I That to say... This this podcast, you know, we generally talk about older games because we're talking about our backlogs. This is a fairly newish game within the last few years, um, and it really is a standout title, and it's one that um, it, it has aged very well, even though it hasn't aged very long. Um, it, it has stood the test of time, even like thinking about it. And th- th- our conversation makes me want to go back to it. And maybe since I have put Octopath Traveler away, I might pick it up again. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's still in my backlog, right? I haven't, I mean, I finished it, but I haven't completed it. Then again, Steel go. Soul Mode. I'm not going to complete this game. So never mind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no points yeah. for me. It is a rare vintage, Josh. It is a rare vintage. Yes, yes. That's what I was trying to say. But without the... Uh, it, I was not as suave and and manly. I don't even drink wine, dude. Like, it's rotten grape juice. Like, I'm, I'm a whiskey and beer dude, so... <laughs> okay, you, you but, say... That's awesome. I, I just gotta say, you say it's rotten grape juice, and then you talked about two other fermented drinks. <laughs> like grape juice. Rotten wheat and rotten corn. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. Anyways. Listen, rotting barley juice is delicious. It is. I I completely agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a double standard there, just slightly. So, Nonsense. Um, well, but yeah. If, one if you, the, you go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'm, just gonna say if you haven't gotten it yet um, from our conversation, we very much enjoy Hollow Knight. And think that you should pick it up and play it because yeah. it's good. Yeah, just to sort of echo Logan and Josh here both. Like, I, I'm gonna like this is is I don't think there are too many games that I would consider must plays. I think this is one of them. Uh, you know, the fact that like six months out from you know or so months out from when when I beat it, you know, I'm still saying no. This game is fantastic. Like. And in even sitting down and playing today again and sort of starting a new file and just sort of like screwing around in the map, I was like, no, like I love the way this game feels. And you just don't get a game that hits you sort of in that, that classic, that timeless way that this game does. So yes, like, you know, uh, Logan said, just play it. What are you waiting for? Like, I'm going to say, yep, 
what are you waiting for? Because this thing is good and it's, and it doesn't like, and if you don't like it, well then there's no accounting for your taste. Was that too much? A little too much? <laughs> nah. I was going to end it with, come on, do it. What are you waiting for? Get out there. Come on, get to the e-shop and put your card in and get the game. Come on. Exactly. I love it. I love I had it. I let Arnold out. <laughs> Have to release the Arnold. There's some good final thoughts. Release I dig the it. Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, man. On that note, Logan, um, real quick. I mean, we know you're on uh, Twitter. At, you know, do you want to throw out like, I mean, yes, we talk about the, the reform gamers podcast all the time, but do you want to just throw out a plug there? You know, we would be honored, sir. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to hang out with us, uh, head over to the Facebook group, the reform gamers. If you're not in there already, uh, you can always interact with us on Twitter at TRG podcast. I'm on there pretty much every single day, tweeting out stuff. Tweeting out some sweet, sweet $5 deals on Batman the Animated Series on iTunes. So that's always good stuff. Uh, and then YouTube.com slash The Reform Gamers. Check out our first looks, other content. Take a tour of my Switch. Judge me for having Mortal Kombat on there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> all that other stuff. Yeah, you know, basically the ReformGamers.com is a, is, a, is a place that'll get all that stuff. Link you to all the websites. Get you all the stuff. Put, put the... the words are hard i think that i think that's my cue to be done <laughs> logan Love talk it. pretty someday <laughs> but no well logan thanks so much for coming on man you know yeah i man. know that thanks for having we, me on yeah no it was an absolute pleasure and you know what i will i will make it a point to not put breath of the wild off too long and if i <laughs> still am repulsed by it at Dude, the end look. at the end of my experience we will definitely have you back on and you can tell me how you think I'm wrong. There you go. And look, man, the Bible says you got to forgive. So you just got to forgive Nintendo for not putting that hook shot in there, man. You got to stop holding that against them. You know what I'm saying? It would have been perfect. perfect. Enjoy the game. No, but it is perfect the way it is. It's perfect the way it is. Just calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. I'm having a coronary over here. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Thanks again, Logan, for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, man. You know, and we will definitely have to do this again sometime soon. For sure. So now that Logan's gone, we can actually talk about the good stuff now, Josh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That w- that was really super cool, and we were really. I'm really excited that he made time for us. Thanks again, Logan. Yeah, man. Uh, Thanks for gushing about Hollow Knight with us. I'm glad and, we're and not the only ones who enjoy good games. We don't feel alone now. <laughs> I feel like we have the official Omega Deer Leader Supreme <laughs> blessing. The, the the alpha deer, the omega. So he is both the omega and the alpha. You know of what? Deers. I'm probably <laughs> dancing on some pretty thin ice. Notice how I said the end go. before the the beginnings because of other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At that point after, in time, like you know, everybody's heretic alarms would be going off after the joke so. on the last episode. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to push it again. So, uh, you know what? <laughs> I 
and I we don't talk about this stuff a whole lot, but you know, have you seen and like I I wanted to ask you, and mm-hmm. I figure I'll ask you while we're recording, yeah. and maybe we can get ourselves into some trouble. <laughs> Beth Moore's response Uh-oh. to Owen Strachan's tweet. Did you read that? I think it was Owen's. I don't believe I I have no. So short version, I should probably find out who actually tweeted what. Whoever it was, tweet out something about how women basically, you know, that the pastor is reserved for men, that particular calling, that that office is reserved for men, and that only men should be preaching on Sunday, which is an Orthodox Reformed position. I think this dude is Reformed dude. So it's like no surprises. And mm. Beth Moore saw his tweet and went off. Um and at one point in time, you, you know, and the only reason I know is because it was like the one time of the week that I actually stopped in on and checked on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw like all this stuff. Pop. It was like, I chose like the most ridiculous time to like <laughs> pop on. It's like, oh, what's going on here? It's like, Beth Moore is freaking out at somebody. And it was like trending and all sorts of people re- re- retweeting stuff. Uh, but she said at one point in time, I'm going to go off like a bottle rocket or I'm going off like a bottle rocket over here. And apparently it was because uh, she was going to be preaching on, uh, well, this this past Sunday at some church. And apparently she felt like, how dare he? But since you didn't know any about any of the drama or all that, well, then we can't really have a conversation about it, so... Never, Sorry. Never mind. I, I have heard things about, I mean, just that, just that you know, that Beth Moore has been kind of, excuse me, ex- lately, um, I saw the tweet that the conversation that she was having where she was, ba- like, one of her friends were saying that she was preaching somewhere on, on Sunday, and she was like, well, don't tell anyone else, but I'm doing the Sunday thing, too, sort of, like, underhandedly saying that she was preaching, because... The, mm-hmm. Isn't the official position of the SBC that that women don't preach on no, Sunday? No, it's, it's not uh, official. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not an SBC guy, but yeah. I thought, according to their statement of faith and worship, or whatever they call it, uh, that that was not acceptable. Okay. Like that was maybe not frowned on, but it was mm-hmm. kind of like at least got like a weird side eye. You know? Yeah. We, yeah. We should have. Because you're an E-free guy, I'm PCA, right. so um, we should have just asked Logan. Oh, you're here. right. <laughs> Man. Ah. So, well, Logan, Logan what's your, what are your views on Beth Moore? <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us what you think about that. But yeah. it's, it was sort of like, it was Twitter drama, which, yeah. you know, as a general rule, is pretty much all that Twitter is. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and and, and I do full disclosure, like you said, I am an EV free guy. I'm I'm part of the the our church is part of the EFCA. That's a big tent um denomination, so we mm. don't I believe the official stance is um is that the Bible it says that only men can be pastors, but I do not think they my understanding is they do not impose that on the rest because it's a the the free church model that is not one of the things that you have to agree it's not within their statement of faith it's that's just their official position but if they have churches that disagree with that then that's okay so i I say that in a denomination working at a church that's a a denomination um that doesn't take an official stance on the matter so i'm not um i have my own personal views okay (laughs) but um that uh, anyways, I'm I'm not so 
I'm just saying, I'm not trying to bash anyone, um, except that it, it seems like this is definitely a hot button issue that I think both of us would agree is rather straightforward in scripture. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it just, it, it, yeah. And not to sort of go too much back into it, but there was a point in time where I could have sworn that she had said that she believed that she was only too preach to women mm-hmm. and and yeah. not in the context of sunday worship right and then it's like okay well now it's just like okay like now you've rolled that back okay right like there's like i and, and maybe she never made that statement so if if she never did well then i i'd have to you know apologize for misrepresenting her or slandering or whatever but i'm just like it's just like it's just to me, it's such a slippery slope, and it just like yeah. it's like as soon as you start making like exceptions, it's just like whoop. And anyways, I'm not gonna get into it because I don't have it's the thumper rule, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have much nice to say, so I'm <laughs> not gonna say nothing <laughs> on the record. You want to know what I think? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but. You know, so we had Logan on, and because uh, of his time constraints, we sort of changed up our format a little bit. But um, I never, I didn't get to ask you how, how have you been, man? How's school been? How's the last couple of weeks been? You know, you drop any more weights on your kid? I'm sorry that I brought that up. <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. No, no, you're fine. I deserve it. And no, um, in the the file marked stupid things that Josh has done. Um, that has not come up, whatever, uh, however, that's the word that I was searching for. What has come up is that, um, so we've been having some issues. It's been raining a lot here in Austin. And, uh, so some of the rain seeped through our, our ceiling. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So that's been something I've been dealing with for the past week. Is that how you put your hole in your garage? That's what I was going to bring up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got into the our little like attic crawl space. I mean, it's just a small little space in our garage. Um, looking around, just making sure you know nothing's moldy because that could be really bad. Um, and I was stupid and didn't watch where I was stepping and stepped on some that sheetrock or whatever, whatever. And, Instead uh, of a stud, exactly, exactly. Mm. So my leg went through the ceiling of our garage. Now, my wife has been saying that I fell through the ceiling, which um, I have to gently correct her. (laughs) And I get it. I'm not like, it was very stupid of me. I made a mistake. I get it. She was in the room with both of our kids and she hears this huge thud in the garage while I'm walking around up there. I get it. I I totally, it's it's my fault. But to say that I- And there there is a giant- Hole. Yes. Yes. There's a, there's a, it, it is right next to the, the kind of like the, the opening to get up there. Um, okay. So it's not too bad. Um, th- anyways, I'm, I'm sorry. Now it sounds like I'm being defensive. Like, no, it was, it was dumb. I, I shouldn't fine. have done that. It was stupid. No, it's fine. But, the perils um, of home ownership, my man. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm learning all this stuff kind of on the fly, but I do have some cool friends who, who are helping me kind of, uh, assess, you know, what's going on. And so it's not as, as bad as I had kind of originally thought. And I mean, yeah, like you said, it's part of owning a home and part of owning an old home as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you're going to run into issues. 
the, so that, that has been big kind of in the past like week of things that have been going on with me. Um, this was my last week of school this semester, which is really nice to be free and have time, um, to do other things, like just get other stuff done. So, um, that's, that's been really cool. I'm taking off the summer. So this, this state of having some extra time on my hands will be for the next couple months, which will be really nice. nice. But yeah, yeah, life is good. My daughter turned two, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Hooray! Birthdays! <laughs> yes. Cake. Oh, yes. And, and she knows it, too. She loved having mm. a birthday party. Let me tell you. Yeah, um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, how about you? How have you been over the past few weeks? Um... You know, it's it's been kind of wild. I mean, we we sort of talked off and on, and I don't know if you listened to the bite size that I dropped, but uh, uh, last week, last uh, Sunday afternoon, I went to a viewing, uh, yeah. well, a memorial service for the guy who taught me how to lift. Uh, mm-hmm. And Sammy was old. I mean, dude was in like his eighties or something. Like, okay, I can't remember. They they said at the the service and. It was like, you know, he, he had been up there and he had had a lot of health issues, but, uh, it was just hard. And, you know, there's some like mixed sort of feelings. Like there's definitely like, man, like I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, I just, I just really wish that somebody had let, let us know. Like, cause there were a fistful of us that like, we didn't see him that often, you know, I, I would see anyway, anyways, but it just, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was a Greek, he was. He claimed to be a practicing Greek Orthodox, and there's some okay. weird stuff that goes yeah. on in the Greek Orthodox Church. But, you know, my hope is that, you know, just like I believe that there are true, there are regenerate people within the Catholic Church and, uh, you know, and maybe even regenerate people within uh, the, the Church of Latter-day Saints. You know, I, 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 my hope is that he was a legitimate convert. Um and mm-hmm. he was just wrong on maybe a couple of things, but uh, you know, good man. And it's you know the world's sort of a a sadder place, you know. And it's it's like you know it's life. It goes on. My favorite thing is like, and the, and the listeners won't see it, but maybe I'll, I'll try and show you. I mean, he would laugh when he had false teeth, and they would mm-hmm. fall out of his face every once in a while. <laughs> but then his laugh, it wasn't like a whole body thing, or maybe it had been at one point in time, but it was just like. He would laugh and he would do this like little like shoulder shuffle thing. Yeah. And it was adorable. I mean, and, and it's just like one of those things that like in hindsight, like we were talking, a couple of us were talking and it's like, man, like, you know, just, you, you just have these memories. Like I have a memory of his teeth falling out of his face because he was, he was shuffling his shoulders so hard. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. But, but yeah, I mean, um. You know, uh, it's it's been okay. It you know it was a heavy week. Uh, my wife had you know a few things. There's been some family emergency stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but it it's been okay. I mean, you talked about rain, and now granted, we're not getting like Texas levels of rain, <laughs> but it has been raining for the last couple of days. And I told somebody the other day, I said like, listen, as long as it's not like last summer where it's just it rained like every day and it was hot, I'll be okay. But I swear, if it's like last summer, I I might lose it. I might just snap. <laughs> like you might just have to put me in a ward. Um, but you know, uh, and then I had today off, and uh, I I spent some time 
trying to, well, there's been a thought and at some point in time we, we might have to make it a, a podcast topic. Uh, Cause I've been listening to Paul Maxwell again mm-hmm. um, and good stuff there, man. And uh, just like, you know, one of the challenges is like, uh, and I was talking to my pastor when we were lifting this morning, I said, I, I've realized that I have not been punching up lately. Like, Okay. I've been very comfortable sort of like that, you know, I haven't been sort of punching out of my weight class. Like I'm a firm yeah. believer, like, you know, we've talked about how I like chess, right? You know, in order to become a better chess player, you have to play against other better players, lose, learn, and and progress. Sort of even like when we were talking about Hollow Knight, like you have to lose, you have to, to learn from it, and then you have to progress. And uh, you can't just sort of rely on luck or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I think you know, in listening to some of uh, Paul Maxwell's stuff, one of the big sort of takeaways has been like, I I need to start reading uh, stuff that's sort of above my pay grade, so to speak, and sort of challenging yeah. myself there. And I think not even just reading stuff there, but um, I need to just start sort of just in life in general, punching above my my weight, um, and just sort of like. I'm not super comfortable with like handyman stuff or doing work around the house. Like I'm okay. Like here, here's part of the deal. Like I'm competent, but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather just pay other people. And, yeah. you know, and my wife and I, we've been in the house for a couple of years and I've even brought it up on, on the podcast before where it's just, I've been, dra- there's a bunch of stuff around the house. I've been dragging my feet on and it's like, okay, stop. Like, and so today it's just like, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've just been trying to take a little more ownership, trying to actually like be on top of things. Like, you know, I posted that picture in the book club and I actually posted a bunch of pictures of just sort of a snapshot of the day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, you know, just took a minute and cleaned out the the DVD game cabinet, the entertainment center stuff. Uh, uh, and center, the entertainment center stuff. <laughs> My, me and my cousin Jim Bob. Uh, anyways, uh, so clean that out. Did a little dusting there. Um, did some work in. in the, we have an upstairs bathroom that's uh, in des- like our house. A lot of the decor decor is still decor. Man, I'm <laughs> Logan. You really you gave me a co- case of the Logan mouth. It's I already talk not great. Mm, Nate talk pretty. Mm. <laughs> The, only the best radio for you people. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, our house, a lot of the decor is still like sort of 50s and 60s. And, you mm-hmm. know, so there's a lot of stuff that just, it's like, okay, like this is functional, but it's not really nice to look at. And we need to start, and like we need to start on our end. I need to start being a little more proactive and painting and things like that just to make my wife happy and make make it more our home versus just the mm-hmm. place that we live. Uh, smoked my pipe a couple times a day, you know, made some coffee. Okay. So uh, there's a lot more going on. Um, <laughs> but I started using yesterday. I I'm going to try to get into this rhythm and then, and this is the last thing I'll say for a little bit. And then we, we can talk about backlog report <laughs> and everything. Uh, all the, the the other the things people actually want to listen to instead of my inane <laughs> prattling on. Uh, there's an app that I want to recommend to everybody. Uh, it's called Prayer Mate. Okay. And yeah. And it's um it's 
again, I only have an iPhone, so I can only vouch for it on, on I, the iOS system. But it basically lets you create like these little slides. And you can create topics to pray through and then slides for each topic. Mm-hmm. And so what I've started doing, and by started doing, I did it yesterday. And then I prayed through it yesterday and I prayed through it today. And I'm not trying to like be like, oh, I'm so holy. It's like the, the fact is I suck at praying and I need help. And this is a good sort of tool to help me get into a better rhythm. Yeah. And so I've been using Prayer Mate. And I'm actually, um, I lied. One more thing. So uh, <laughs> just a quick plug for anybody that's listening at this point in time. Uh, I had posted in the group about doing a devotional together. And for the people who are listening and might be interested in that, I think I am going to use Joe Thorne's Valley of Vision reading plan. Oh, and sweet. Just, just encourage people to, uh, like, if you can do all three sections, like, that he, because his plan is, like, he, he breaks it up, and then you, you basically dip into the book three times a day, and you pray okay. those prayers and think through those devo- those sections for a couple minutes throughout the day. And I'm just going to say like, listen, like I'm going to use this as a template, like the, the goal, like the, on your best day, if you can hit all three sweet, if you only hit one, that's better than nothing. And we're going to count that as a win too, you know? So, okay, but yeah. So anyways, that's, I mean, there's other stuff I could talk about, but yeah, but again, you know, I'm, you know, as as we were discussing off mic, you you're the brains and the beauty, of the operation. I'm just the beard. That's not true. I'm beard just the beard. Is much more glorious than I, I don't even know what I have. <laughs> you say brains, I don't know that that's 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 true. Yeah, I you know prayer made is great. Um, I had been using. I have it on my phone. I haven't used it in quite a long time. But yeah, and well. I don't necessarily want to make it to jump ahead, but we'll we'll come back to it in just a second um, as we transition into our backlog report. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, let's see. Um, I do have some stuff to report on, as I had mentioned earlier. And if Word. you're in the group, um, I'm sure you may you may have seen it. As, as I posted about it, as, you know, posting updates about our backlog golf is that I have um, what I have deemed completed Octopath Traveler. And Huzzah! Huzzah! Yes. The crowds go yes. wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken me five months, six months, <laughs> dude. something like that. But how many hours did you soak into that game? 109 um, is what the game tallied up. Now I said, I said in my post plus or minus about 10% because um, obviously that doesn't factor in times that I've died. And obviously that also does not factor in the time that I had just like paused the game and set it down because I had to do other things. Not that that was necessarily super common, but I'm sure that that happened throughout the course of the past five or six months. Um, So, you know, I, I don't know how accurate that total is. Um, but that means that it is one of my most highly played games. Um, I I don't generally spend that much time on a single game. Um, I, I know there are other, well, I mean, this this is another conversation for another, another time, 
But all that to say is that, I mean, I usually, I don't hit 100 hours on very many games. And to tell you the truth, I can't remember the last time Mm. that I did. The closest that I've gotten recently within the past few years was Xenoblade Chronicles X. I know I put in at least 90 hours into that one um, because that was a huge game. Um, And there's still so much that I didn't do in that game, which is insane. Um, But yes, Octopath Traveler, man, um, I don't want to, to wax poetic because I have talked about it time and time again on the podcast. Um, But it, man, to me, it really was something special. It really is one that's going to stick with me. Um, I I feel like it was a game that was made for my play style because of kind of along the same lines as like Hollow Knight is that there's so much customization. uh, I mean, more so than Hollow Knight, but, but really you have to take advantage of the systems in order to play well. It doesn't require you to do that through most of the game. But especially the post-game content, you really have to know what you're doing mm. in order to in order to finish it. Um, I have some thoughts on post-game, but I'm not going to go into them because it's all spoiler stuff. And I would I would love to talk about it with people if you've finished the game, um, but I don't want to give anything away. Um, it's not necessarily the most satisfying, you know, way that everything wraps up in in the world. But it, I think it was done. I think it was done really well, and especially with the way that they crafted the game, that you're able to. I mean, it's basically an open world RPG because you've got all these characters that you can take in your party whenever you want and go, you know, d- complete their missions and their stories at whatever pace that you want to. Um, so the fact that they had to deal with all of those variables, I do think they did a really good job. And I, I did really like in the end the the story. Um that I I highly recommend the post game content, but it did definitely ramp up at the end. So um okay. fantastic game. Uh that's all I'll say on that. Um what else? And then I played a tiny little game because I was like, I, I don't want to spend another hundred hours on a game. What's something I can knock off the backlog? And so I um went through the games that I had that I own on my list that were pretty short. And one came up recently that, um, friend of the show, Wesley Ray, Mr. Henshin dad mentioned, and, um, I decided to play through attack of the Friday monsters, which is okay. an, an eShop game on the three DS. Um, it is set in 1970s Japan and it, um, it's kind of funny. It it there's not much gameplay in the game. It's sort of like to me, it feels like a Japanese version of the Goonies through a lot of the game, right. where you are a kid, you're a young kid, and you're going through life. You're you know kind of the persona thing. You're an exchange student, so you're new to the town. You're meeting people. Um, you're having conversations. But there's something going on in this town where there are monsters that show up on Fridays, and you're not sure what's going on. There's this there's this TV station in town, so you're thinking, I don't know, from, from my point of view, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, this is just a way to kind of present a kid's imagination, right? And then towards the end of the game, things just totally go off the rails and go places that I was not expecting. Um, 
but it was a lot of fun there. Most of it is just walking around and talking to people. That's, that's most of the game, but there is a little mini card game that you can play against other people, which is a, a tactical version of rock, paper, scissors. Um, but that was, that was fun. Collecting the cards was fun. Um, I would say that now that I've already talked about it for a while, if I were to sum it up, it's like playing a Miyazaki movie. It feels okay. very quaint and slightly weird at times. So, so, so something like um, if you've seen Spirited Away, where it's like it, it's just kind of about this kid, but it's, it also gets weird and you're not sure what's going on, but it, it's good. It was, it was a fun little hmm. diversion. I think it um it's funny that I learned about this game from Wes uh, or at least kind of got the 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 shove to actually play through it because I I feel like it's the perfect game for him cuz it does it you know you've got the kaiju in there and then you've also got a um a hero that shows up as well uh so it kind of goes along the lines of of what he does in in the Henshin Dad podcast Tokusatsu. Yes, yes, good stuff. So that those are the games that I've been playing. I did also recently pick up a little um, puzzle game on 3DS. I say pick up, I just mean like it was in my backlog. Again, another short game. I just wanted some little diversion called Poochie Poochie Virus. It's an old DS game, um, and it's been fun. It's one of those like tap the screen kind of puzzle games. It's got an interesting little... Um, kind of gimmick not gimmick but it 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 is a unique game um and it's taken me a little bit to kind of wrap my head around it and and it's been it's been a good little diversion certainly not a hundred hour rpg there you go man there you go that's what i've been playing over the past couple weeks um in terms of what i have been reading um i finished up the jordan peterson book that i talked about last time um i've been reading a book that has actually been uh, our pastor actually has our staff reading it for some, some staff development stuff. Um, but it's interesting. It's it, interesting because it's not, uh, you know, it's not theology or anything like that. It's called great by choice, but it's basically like a bunch of companies who have gone through turmoil um, and they have comparison cases and it kind of like just brings out, it, it was a study that was done by these two guys that, um, basically what makes great companies great. And so, so you've got like, it's basically like leadership development types type stuff. Specifically, the book is about companies, but it's also, you know, reading it in terms of leadership in, in your life and what you're overseeing and stuff like that. So um, hmm. that's, that's been interesting. It's, it's fun to, to listen to. I'm still kind of thinking through how uh, thinking through implementation so that's kind of what I've been reading. Made a little bit of progress in the institutes, not too much. Um, okay. But uh, hopefully that'll ramp up a bit since I'm not in school at the moment. In terms of memorization, that's the word. There hasn't been, again, just minor progress. I'm still trying to just kind of nail down the entire, like putting all the pieces together. And this is what I was going to mention earlier is that... Um, I think what I'm going to have to do is set a daily reminder because at this point I'm probably working on it twice or maybe three times a week. Mm. So not too often. If I can set up some reminders to, to even just take, you know, 10, 15 minutes, um, 
that would probably help me a lot. So I think that's the next step that I have to take. But I've been talking mm-hmm. for a while, dude. What do you have oh, to report good. in on? Well, uh, on the gaming front, I have been stuck in Odin Sphere. And the thing was, I, I picked okay. it because I was like, oh, you know, I remember this game. It's not super whatever. I should be able to bang this out. And technically, I should have been able to bang it out. The problem <laughs> is, I started looking at a trophy list, and I was like, I could get a platinum. I could, this, is a, this is a pretty doable platinum. I could do this. And it's like, and the game's fun. The gameplay loops are fun, and I'm just yeah. having fun with it. Uh, I think I am sort of like hitting that point where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to do a little bit of polishing off here and like, you know, sort of like just making sure that I have like a little more equipment or whatever with my characters. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take on the end. I'm going to beat it, you know, uh, because there's there's some additional like you can replay stuff. Anyways, I'm going to beat it here, I think, this week at some point in time if. But it's like, you know, I'm also nice. playing in like hour or two bursts, you know, here and there. Like, yeah. uh, e- e- it's one of those those situations where, uh, you know, I've I've dumped about 60 hours into this game. Probably. Dang. That's total. So I, yeah. I'd probably say like 30 of it has been since I picked it back up. You know, maybe. 40 oh, OK. Of it. OK, gotcha. But, you know, like I'm playing it in short bursts. I play it like, you know, it's. Not to be too graphic, but you know, I, I did tweet the other day that I realized at one point in time in the week that the bulk of my gaming had been done on my Vita in my bathtub. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> you know, uh, that's just sort of like, you know, I if I go into the bathroom for certain types of paperwork, I take the Vita, you know, and it's like the the old poop and play people. It's uh uh yeah, you know, I'll I'll play it in in and you know of course then I wipe it down and uh, I was gonna say re- remind me never to touch your Vita ever. Uh, yeah, dude. I I <laughs> when, when I do that, I I not only wipe it down, I I wash wash my hands several times. Um, <laughs> you know, but I remember reading somewhere that you know there's like you know pretty much everything you you touch is like ten percent poop anyways. Don't, don't tell me this. <laughs> No, no, it's not. If I can't see it, if I can't smell it, it doesn't exist. Uh, Don't do this to me. You just, you're just nose blind now, Josh. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so just been playing Owen's Fear, really liking it. Uh, I did pick up Sekiro. Uh, I played a little bit of it enough nice. to know that I am going to like it, but like I also I'm going to sort of hold off on playing it right away. I'm glad I got it. But I think it, there's been such a big bump with like it, it's, it's a lot of a lot of the stuff I've been playing lately is very time intensive, and so I'm really going to I think I'm going to look sort of through my list here. I'm going to pick up some of the shorter stuff that I have to play, and sort of just polish that off in shorter bursts for a while, uh, because Sekiro is sort of in that same school as like you know when I do finally fire up octopath to really take a crack at it it's going to be the only thing i play for mm-hmm. a while so there's a and the other p- thing though too is like i i'm going to re- one of the reasons i'm going to wrap up odin sphere is because we're doing the backlog busters and i've never played the original earthbound well never mm-hmm. beaten the original earthbound i played it 
and I'm fairly confident I never beat it. Um, I mean, I know about the ending, but that's because on the internet everything is spoiled. Um, yeah. And the game's like 20 years old. I can't get mad. It's like 25 years old, but yeah, it, you can't get mad about that. That's just. But anyways, so Earthbound. Uh, as soon as I wrap up here, Odin Sphere here in the next couple of days, I'm gonna switch over to just playing Earthbound for a while. So that's that's that. Yeah. Oh, and then you know I've got the World Ends with You and Katana Zero and stuff like so. Uh, and I picked up Arms for my wife. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually got it yesterday. And uh, we took it over to her sister's, and we played it with the kids. And then we were actually playing it this morning, and we we're doing like the the mode where you can actually hold the Wii in your hand and punch. Yeah, and uh, it's fun. I look very silly, um, but it's fun. You know, <laughs> uh, it's 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 a little humbling because like my wife took a video of me flailing around, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, don't don't show that to anybody. <laughs> My, uh, you know, I was not impressed with my profile. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to say. Um, and just a, as a brief aside, I meant to mention this earlier, but I actually started using a fitness tracker, like a calorie tracker okay. last week. I've been using it for about a week now because we, we've talked about wanting to lose some weight. And with mm-hmm. me, I don't always think about what I eat. I just, I'm hungry. I know that I burn a lot of calories. And so... I'm just trying to be a lot more mindful with that. Um, it's surprising, like when you m- track the food that you're eating, you eat a lot less junk. It's like oh, I yeah. can eat these three Oreos, or I can eat an entire sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I'm yeah. gonna eat the sandwich. Um, so, uh, as far as reading goes, um, don't know if I had mentioned or not. Uh, but there was a book that I was reading with my pastor and, and the other guy I left with uh, called The Company We Keep. And then the subtitle is In Search of Bi- Biblical Friendship. And it's written by, well, it's from Cruciform Press. And it's written by Jonathan Holmes and oh Ed Welch does the foreword for it. But uh, I just read the third chapter. And it's short. It's short and kind of bite-sized. I read another chapter of Good and Angry. And, you know, the the fact that matters, I just need, when it comes down to that book, I just need to buckle down and actually make it a point to read through that with intention. And I don't know what's, and, and it, I've even said it before, like, I don't know what's keeping me from doing it because when I'm reading it, I'm like, no, this is good. I like this. I don't always like it, but I like it, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and totally. It's, and I'm like, I just don't know what what sort of the holdup is there. I've just been sort of dragging my feet. As far as fiction goes, again, you know, I don't read as much fiction, but I have been listening to that The Mortal Engines. It was that okay. the cities that eat each other, like they're all like it's basically about London on giant tank treads. And the cities roll around the wasteland and they eat up all the other small neighbors it's it's weird and it's entertaining it's like steampunky and it's an entertaining listen apparently peter jackson made it into a movie and it was not good um but the book's okay yeah that's that's the only place that i had heard of it from i mean i knew it was a book because of the movie but yeah i'd first heard of the movie and and it got like middling reviews so yeah and it's i was like the 
it was like one of those things I had an audible credit and I was like, boop, I'm going to try this out because in concept, like you tell me like, Hey, we're going to put a a city on giant tank treads. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And the city's going to roll around and it's going to eat other cities. And I'm like, now you have my attention. Like that's, that is bizarre enough that like my curiosity is sufficiently peaked. Anyways, so I've been listening to that. It's it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. It's kind of like it's like young adult fiction. It's not like super gritty fantasy or anything, but it's it's kind of light and fun and there's like some darker moments, but it's at the same time it's still it's okay. Like it's good. It's yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. And I think I mean as much as I like the Dresden files, like the reality is those can be pretty gritty and kind of like dark and at time. I mean, there's there's humor there as well, but these are just lighter fare. Yeah. So, but then, cool. uh, as far as memorization goes, you know, used verses today for the first time in like three or four days, and I think the same thing with you is like, but instead of setting a daily reminder, I need to just start acting on the daily reminder <laughs> I've already set. So, um, but you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm I'm trying to make smaller changes and not overwhelm myself even going back to the the paul maxwell stuff it's it's about like saying okay i am going to count my calories i'm going to use prayer mate once a day like i'm going to commit to x y and z and not biting off more than i can chew and when i do bite off more than i can chew just say hey it's okay that i let the ball drop here because i really need to come back to fundamentals and start so it's like yeah just saying like hey carve out 10, 15 minutes a day, like over my lunch break, when I get home, you know, if I have some dead space, you know, dead time in the morning or whatever, but it's like, start making this a priority, get up, get up 15 minutes earlier and start doing this. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's, it's kind of funny. Cause that's one of the things that even, uh, <laughs> the book that I've been reading, um, about the, the companies that I, that I told you about talks about is like, actually not um sort of in a nutshell not biting off more than you can chew like even the growth of com- it it is better for companies to limit their growth um rather than than take all the opportunities possible to grow um because it puts you in a bad position cuz you start overextending yourself and it puts you in a bad position so yeah the, they're definitely like personal uh, ways that you can apply that personally as well it, it's not it's not the wake up one day and everything's changed it's like yeah putting small things into practice that eventually pay off for sure well and i think it goes back to you know and again paul maxwell one of the the lectures i listened to he talked about even looking at the 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 premise was basically sort of what jamie smith talked about in his book um you are what you love or Uh and the ver like the 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 short the the tldr version is that a lot of times we think if we put our thought processes in the right order, and, and the, this is sort of where Maxwell was was hitting with some of this stuff that really resonated. He's like, listen, we think that if we get like the cognitive process right, that our actions will follow. He's like, it's not that simple. A lot of times you have to do in order for those cognitive processes to stick. And so you actually have to, like, this is the the importance of habit. This is in the importance of routine. And I'm like, man, like, you know, that I think even in just some of my struggles, 
with the different areas that I've been wrestling with at work. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast before or not, but it's like sometimes there was a period of my life for a long time where I didn't swear. And when I get worked up at, at work, worked up at work, that's a little redundant. Maybe. <laughs> but when I get tuned up at work and I get a little irritated, like I can swear up a blue streak. And I'm just like, man, like this isn't what I want. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've really been struggling with sort of correcting that. And I think like part of it is I'm just, there are things that I need to be implementing that I haven't been um, like n- not implementing, but there are things that I need to be doing instead of waiting for my brain to sort of like put itself in the right order. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. Sound like crazy talk, but um, I'm, I'm so. impressed with us. Yeah. <laughs> how bad, I mean, how good we are at being bad at brevity um we're well, so yeah, good you know, at being bad at brevity that we got logan to run over the hour that he was like i've got about true. an hour and we made him go like an hour and 20 mm, go <laughs> us it's true it's true we 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 drug him through that that's the word right i was surprised that you know you didn't uh you didn't decide to make our hollow night episode like we talk about each specific area of the game and talk about, you know, the pros and cons of each area. Because <sighs> I learned my did. lesson from the Dead Space one, man. <laughs> like, like I, as much as I'd love to have that kind of conversation, um, after the Dead Space and then the Shadow of the Colossus, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, both of those, I think, lent themselves to that conversation a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, they did. But... Still, don't get me wrong. I would love to do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to talk about Hollow Knight for hours. Yeah, but yeah, maybe after another playthrough, then yeah. we'll have we'll have more to say. Uh, but it's funny, even like the lead. I remember when we were playing through Hollow Knight, we we talked about it a lot on the podcast. So, um, it, I, actually, I think it's better. You know, if you want to hear us talk about Hollow Knight more, you can go back on previous episodes because um, there was some stuff that we covered on those episodes that we didn't, and vice versa with this episode. Um, it allowed us a bit more freedom that we weren't constantly reiterating ourselves, and it was mm-hmm. more of our impressions and, and things. I mean, like I said, I, I, I appreciate that I've had some time away from the game and been yeah. able to think about it as well. So, yeah, for sure. No, this, like- this is great. It does, it's it's definitely like, you know, a lot of times things do fade in the memory a little bit. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like some of the detail did, but like not the impressions that the game left. And I think that that, that is a testament in, in a lot of ways to the the superior nature of, of Hollow Knight. It's true. I don't it's know, if I, if I sounded too uppity and snobby there, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame it on being tired. But um, <laughs> just as a, I guess, sort of as, as we're sort of wrapping up here, I did want to just, again, I know I mentioned it earlier, but we do have a Twitter. Um, if you don't like what it says, you can yell at me because uh, I haven't found a way to shirk that responsibility and give it to Josh yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, part of it, it was like, I was like, I'm not going to burden him with this. With just feeling like he needs to be on Twitter any more than he absolutely has to. <laughs> um, but that oh. does mean that I will be retweeting things from him from time to time in, in the worst possible context. 
because I'm a terrible friend. Um, but uh, I think it's, I don't even know what our Twitter account is. I think it's at BB Down Podcast. podcast. That's yeah. it. Yep. So at BB Down Podcast. Okay. I, wa- I, want, I want to get Breakdown Podcast or Breakdown Cast or whatever. I might figure mm-hmm. out a better, frankly, I don't care all that much. Does that make me a bad person? Yeah, I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> it's there. I'll be tweeting from it. And I'll, I'll, I'm sure Josh will text me things or message me things that I should tweet that I, will make us sound smart. So, um, <laughs> I don't know but, about um, that. Probably just memes. No, I'm just kidding. Well, again, probably cleverer than than the ones like, dude. I I rotate like through the same fifteen gifts, so <laughs> or gifs, depending on who you're talking to. Um, where can they find us, Josh? Well, outside of Twitter, um, obviously we do have our Facebook group, the backlog book club. Um, we'd love for you to be a part of that group where we talk about what's going on, you know, our, our backlog golf updates that we post there. Um, it's been a little bit, but occasionally we'll have the hashtag institutes 2019. And we also have hashtag backlog busters going on. We finished up the nineties last month and this, uh, this month is the mother may I, um, games where we go through, We go through uh, the Mother series, Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound, and Mother 3. If you have access to those in May and June, we'd love to have you come along. I'm going to start up Earthbound Beginnings. I'm I'm planning to here soon once I kind of fully um, digest Octopath Traveler and I'm ready to jump into another JRPG. That's the next one I'm going for because of hashtag, hashtag Backlog Busters. Um, and then, of course, you can reach out to us on through email. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. And then our personal channels, of course, we have, we are both on the GG app where you can find me. I'm Broccolope. That's B R O C C O L O P O. And Nate, Nate underscore McKeever on GG. Super on brand or super boring. Take your pick. Well, I think uh, that about wraps it up for us tonight. I mean, I don't have anything. I mean, I could talk more, but I'm going to try <laughs> and restrain myself. So, um, but this was good. Um, you know, shout out to Logan again for joining us. Um, check if you seriously, if you're listening to us and you haven't listened to the TRG podcast, what's what's wrong with you? What are you, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Um, How did that happen? It, yeah, that's that's <laughs> weird. But uh, it's good stuff over there. Um, and just, you know, we really do appreciate him coming on here and hanging out and fangirling over Hollow Knight with us. Nice yeah, man. It. I mean, nice say fangirling. Yeah, that's I, fine. I said it. So. We can we can do that. I prefer to be a fanboy, but fangirling a little bit. It happens. Well, but sometimes. I do like the, the, the high pitched shrieking and the, yeah. you know, the senpai notice me stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, that, that tends to happen from time to time as well. Um, but yeah, the the reform gamers, uh, you know, we focus primarily on backlog stuff, but of course we branch out a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, stewardship, those kinds of things. Um, the reform gamers is way more up to date than we are, so they're covering a lot newer games. So yes. if that's your if that's your thing, um, it's fantastic. It, it's honestly, it's one of the few ways that I'm keeping up with kind of modern gaming. 
you know, I have a switch. And so there's some, there, you know, YouTube yeah. channels and things like that, but it's one of the few podcasts that are not centered around kind of retro video games, um, that I listen to. So yeah, yeah. definitely highly recommended. Check out the reform gamers. Um, if, if for nothing else, Logan has a great voice. He, he just has that radio the voice. Dulcet man. tones, man. It's... Dulcet freaking podcast pipes. Anyways, Anyways, we have, in the words of the Happy Rant, we have wandered, is it to and fro? To far and fro. near, over there, over here, over Dale. I, I'm, I'm just <laughs> falling apart now. But um, <laughs> All right, yeah, guys. man. So, hey, you guys have a good night. And until next time, Josh. You keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. See you next time. Later.